all I could think to myself was like, why are you guys playing the victims? You broke all the rules. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Goddard. Hello and welcome to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, a show on the built-in Buffalo Network. My name is Andrew Chang, and as always, my co-host Justin Goddard is with me as well. Today, Justin and I are going to preview the Monday night football matchup against the Tennessee Titans. And you you know the drill now. We're going to talk about how they're currently doing, what the media thinks of them, what we want to see, what we don't want to see, and ultimately our game predictions. As always, you can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms, and even on YouTube by searching The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. If you don't like our show, we have other amazing content on the Built-In Buffalo Network, and I'm sure they have something that you'd like. (laughs) Um, Justin, how are you doing tonight? Dude, I am still riding high and still sleep-deprived. Coming off that that Sunday night win in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. I know... I know I predicted a loss, and God, do I love being wrong right now. How are you today? I, I'm i doing great. I, I can't complain. You know, after this podcast, I got to take on my role as, uh, you know, uh, if, what feels like a New York Jets volleyball player because my team is terrible and we're going to get destroyed probably. But I have a lot of fun doing it. But uh, to comment on you being wrong i i'm very happy that you're wrong i predicted a w and i i felt pretty good about it so and um spoiler alert i'm i'm gonna predict a w here as well but we'll still get into everything so this this game i believe it's gonna be our second consecutive road trip it's gonna be at nissan stadium and historically the last two matchups there bill's mafia really makes their presence felt there i don't know what it is about tennessee but it's just clear that bills mafia travels and waves there the game's going to be at 8 15 it's supposed to be 69 degrees sunny with a little bit of wind which is really really nice for a change of pace it just seems like the last two games were rainy and to your point uh that you mentioned earlier it, there was a weather delay in that Kansas City game and lightning, and it, I, I'm I'm kind of happy that the Bills don't have to play in that. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 just excited because it won't neutralize the offense and or defense anymore, and we'll get to have a lot of more uh, good football out there. Well, how, how do you feel about that weather? Listen, man, I, I know a lot can change between now and then, but this is another primetime game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't do another weather delay like that. That was, <laughs> I had it all worked out. You know, Bills game's gonna be wrapping up around eleven, eleven thirty mm-hmm. at the latest. I get in bed. I had a dentist appointment at at seven thirty the next morning and and right to work after it. So I'm I'm gonna need the weather to stay nice for me because we we finally got these prime time games and mm-hmm. I need to I need them to stay in their their scheduled time slots. <laughs> Yeah, that would be ideal. Um, but hey, you know, I wouldn't. I, I I love watching football. So part of me was like, oh no, we we have a weather delay. But hey, I get to watch more football. I guess <laughs> even though they ran through the highlights eighteen times, and like I get it. I know who won the games. <laughs> Anyways, 
you know, let's talk about how this team's currently doing. They just beat down the Titans, or I'm sorry, the Titans just beat down the Jaguars, 37-19. to And we know the Jaguars are kind of in a weird spot right now with, pun intended, the spotlight being on Urban Meyer and his questionable decisions at a bar. But hey, you know, the Titans did their job and they beat up on an NFL team nonetheless. And that's an NFL quality team, kind of like how the Bills stomped on the Dolphins and the uh, the Texans. So can't i can't take away from that victory because you play who you play currently the titans sit at the fourth overall fourth spot in the afc i believe and they're currently at the top of the afc south at three and two and this looks like a playoff team because they're most likely going to win their division don't you think yeah i I think Jacksonville we can get into down the road uh, because we play them later in the season. Um, Indy is not looking like the team I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with Carson Wentz being hurt and what they thought they had there. Their defense also doesn't look the same as it does last year. Um, so, yeah, it, it feels like it's going to end up being a pretty weak division to win, but it looks like they're pretty much on track to win it nonetheless yeah and i i gotta say i'm not surprised that the colts aren't doing that good with carson Wentz because this man just fell off a cliff and i have a huge uh eagles fan as a friend and he was suggesting that like you know we're gonna get a first for carson Wentz, and all i could think to myself was there's no way that a team is going to hand over a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. And then the Colts go like, we'll give you a first if he plays like 75% of the time, but if he doesn't, we'll give you a second. So I thought that was a pretty bad move for the Colts, and it's so far it's not, for, at least to the record, it's not showing up to be a great decision. Uh, and, and they just suffered a pretty back-breaking loss on Monday Night Football. <laughs> so I, I think the Titans have a clear path to win the division because the Texans and the Jaguars aren't going to put up much of a fight, in my opinion. Yeah, the the good news for the Colts is it looks like that's going to end up only being a, a second-round pick they give him because he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I I think the threshold for it to become a first-round pick is if he plays 75% of all the snaps, and, and he is not he's not projected to be doing that right now. So hmm. we'll see we'll see what they look like when he's fully healthy and all that. But, yeah, not a good start to the experiment for them so far. Right, right. Anyways, you know what a time it is. We got to go into the strengths and weaknesses of this team, courtesy of Sportskeeda. The Tennessee, the Tennessean, and PFF. So, obviously, the one of the main strengths is King Henry. He's a living monster truck, <laughs> in my opinion. You got to have an eye on him at all times. And I'm not trying to get stiff armed. I'm not trying to see anyone on the Bills' defense get stiff armed. And the last time the Bills played the te- uh, Titans. They kept him relatively in check, but 
you know, I I don't know. I I never take something like that for granted because the Titans still won that game and King Henry was still able to score a touchdown in that game. And it just even if you do pull out all the stops to try to contain King Henry, like there's still a possibility that he's just going to break away from you and still create a highlight play, e.g. Josh Norman's stiff arm. Yeah, I think you have to put the respect on Derrick Henry. I mean, he's an absolute beast. He's a force. Um, but I will say the the last couple times we've played the Titans, it seems like we were really able to focus in on him and, and really limit him. He had um, granted, he had two touchdowns last time we played him, but we did hold him to 57 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, I, it's in the past, so I'm not I'm not going to cry victim on it or anything. But playing them last year was just a really weird circumstance. Mm-hmm. They had the COVID outbreak. We were going to reschedule the game. Then the game was going to be Monday night. Then we end up playing Tuesday at five. It's in the pouring rain. Uh, There's just so much that went into that game that. It, it was just a very out-of-the-ordinary game in general. Um, so that being said, I think, you know, we just came in with a defensive game plan to pretty much mitigate Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and, and Travis Kelsey. Um, so I'm beginning to have a lot more faith in our defense, in McDermott and Frazier, on putting together a game plan that really takes away what the team wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I think... With Tennessee, yes, there's other ways they move the ball, but I think it all starts through getting Derrick Henry going. So, not again, like you said, not going to take it for granted that we can shut him down again, but I'm a lot more confident this year than I was this time last year. I would agree. I think our run defense is significantly better than last year, and it's hard to point to one single reason why, but... I think Starla Tule has made a strong impact on that defensive line, which has freed up a lot of of, of the other linemen to have one-on-ones and help Tremaine and all that stuff. And, again, I'm not an expert, so there could be other factors. Or, you know, hey, maybe this defense just overall stepped up. And to comment on that Tuesday night Titans matchup, I am still very upset with it because at the end when they won and all the interviews and the commentators they were like you know this team overcame so much and you know I can't believe they were able to you know pull it all together and beat the Buffalo Bills and all I could think to myself was like why are you guys playing the victims you broke all the rules and created these like outbreaks and make and made us keep pushing the game back and back and back don't play the victim here because you did that on your own so i was pretty upset about that tell Uh, me how you feel i'm just saying like don't don't say like oh i'm the victim but i broke all the rules so feel bad for me like get out of here i I, stupid (laughs) anyways justin we put out a poll on twitter about how worried you kind of felt about Derrick Henry. So we had four choices. Very worried, worried, I'm a little worried, and 
I'm not worried at all. Where do you see yourself on that poll, and why? Uh, I landed in uh, small worried. Okay. Um, I I do think Derrick Henry's the type that's he's going to go out there and he's going to get his. There's there's not many teams in the league that can really completely shut him down. Um, but I think with the defensive focus being able to be on him, we don't exactly know the health of Julio Jones. A.J. Brown looks like he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at that, the Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback, but I, he doesn't put any real fear into me. Um, so I think we can really key in on on stopping Henry and, and dare Ryan Tannehill to beat us, and I'll take my chances with our secondary. So you were in the worry category, and I was in the majority of voters. So it, here's the breakdown. 4% said they were very worried. 10% said they were worried. 54% said, I'm a little worried, which is where I'm at. And then 32% said, I'm not worried at all. I guess I'm a little more optimistic, and I mentioned this before. I think our run defense is significantly better than last year's. So that's why I kind of went into the I'm little I'm a little worried section because, to your point, he's going to get his no matter what. And you mentioned that we were able to contain him a little bit last year, but he still got two touchdowns on that Monday night or Tuesday night game. So is that really containing him? I don't know. He put 14 points on the board himself. So whatever. Let's move on to the next strength, and that's Ryan Tannehill. And as of right now, per your research, it looks like he's middle of the pack in terms of statistics. He He's definitely really good in the play action, and he's athletic. And he can make really good plays when he wants to with his legs. Although I will say when he scores a touchdown and he does that weird jump man finger roll thing, I, I always want to just slap him in the face just because, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there are way more, there are cooler celebrations out there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you feel Figure about that. Figure not bad if you can't dunk. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about uh, Steph Curry. When he when he hits a three, he does, like, the shoulder shimmy thing. Like, that's that's what you come up with. Like, there are way cooler celebrations out there, and you got to do that. <laughs> What we learned today is that if Andrew ever makes the NFL, he's going to have top-notch celebrations. Oh, my God. I mean, you could keep it simple and clean. Like, uh, who is... We'll go into celebrations a different time. Tell me your thoughts about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, so he's currently ranked 15th in passing yards, 18th in passing touchdowns. Um, But I, I have him kind of like just outside the top 10 in the top 15 i think his numbers are a little bit down this year he's it's been kind of a weird start to the season um aj brown and julio jones have both missed some time with injuries um and that that's his two main weapons right there outside of derrick henry um but you're also looking at an offseason where they lost arthur smith the offensive coordinator you lost um johnu smith uh, obviously ends up with the Patriots in free agency. So I, I do st- still think that there's a little bit of a gelling out process going on there. Um, but I think Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback. I guess maybe we're seeing that Arthur Smith's scheme was, was really beneficial to him. 
Um, but he's definitely still a quarterback that I have respect for. I do think that he's not the type of quarterback that you, you win games in spite of. He is a guy that can win you games if you give him the opportunity. Yeah, and thank God. Shout out to my man, Adam Gase, for ruining this man's first start to the NFL and not making the Dolphins a factor. And so thank you for doing that and letting Tannehill realize his full potential as a Tennessee Titan. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> Love that guy. Oh, for sure. Let's move on to the other strengths here, and that's, as you just mentioned, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So let's start with Julio. Julio is Julio. He's got a slow start to this season, and he missed the last two games, I believe, with injuries. And But you can't discount this man. He can win at every single level on the field. I think about that Super Bowl, which, you know, they ultimately lost, which sucked. But I think about that catch that he had on the sidelines, which was... One of the most improbable catches I've ever seen. And then later on, you saw Julian Edelman make one of the most improbable catches I've ever seen in my entire life. So overall, pretty good game. But I I thought Julio, that catch right there by Julio, just embodies the type of receiver that he is. When it doesn't look like it's happening, it it can happen. You know? Yeah, Julio Jones was... uh... You know, it was floated around a little bit. Like, should Buffalo go after him? I I don't think he was ever going to be the right fit in Buffalo just mm-hmm. based on all the pieces that we had. Um, but I think he's a great fit with Tennessee. And he's one of my favorite receivers of all time. He's up there with, with Larry Legend yeah. of just dudes that I kind of came up watching like as I started to really understand football. And Julio Jones was just, he was always getting those 50 50 balls. He was muscling you around. Mm-hmm. It, he just really does everything out there. Um, so I have tremendous respect for him. That being said, yes, I still think he's a great receiver, but I don't think he's quite the game breaking player um, that he used to be. I just think he's a very good receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, compensation that Tennessee gave up and everything aside, I think it was a great move to bring him in. Um, but he's not—he's not the same player that just strikes the fear of God into me like he would have been two, three years ago. Yeah, uh, and let's hope that you're right this time <laughs> when the Bills play up against him because historically, I feel like receivers such as Julio Jones and AJ Brown—we'll get to him in a second—are the type of receivers that the Bills have trouble with the big towering shifty ones so we'll 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 have to hope that uh we can contain julio and that he has lost a step which is kind of weird to say because i love julio (laughs) anyways let's go on to aj brown he's also having a bit of a slow start to this season and he's been dealing with some injuries and i'm pretty sure in the off season he had like his knees repaired and this guy is single-handedly ruining my fantasy football team. And it's killing me. It's killing me. I mean, I get it. He's hurt. I'm, I understand that and whatnot. And I want you to get healthy. But come on, dude. Come on. And I guess all last season, too, he played with 
injured knees, which is crazy to me because he played through that and still was balling out. And I just can't imagine what he would be like if he was healthy. So I think he's trying to go through the motions and get to that point, which would greatly help this team because you saw what happened in New York when, well, I'm sorry, in New Jersey when the when AJ Brown and Julio Jones were out, like it was just Henry and Tanner Hill had no one to throw to. I, I and basically ultimately cost the Titans the game because the Jets were able to expose that, you know, wide receiver depth and cost them the game. Yeah, AJ Brown AJ Brown's the type of player that reminds me of, of Julio a few years ago. Just the the big physical receiver. He'll bully you for some 50-50 balls. I mean, really, as a quarterback, you got to put the ball somewhere near him and give him a chance, and he'll make defenses pay. Um, so at this current juncture, I have a bit more concern about A.J. Brown going into this game, especially Julio's still sitting questionable right now. It, it's early in the week, but he didn't practice today. Um, but... For the sake of the Bills this week, I, I hope that uh, A.J. Brown continues ruining your fantasy team. Well, to be fair, I tried trading him for Justin Jefferson, and the guy who was considering was like, well, let's just see how he does for one more week, and if it's sol- if he does solid, I'll trade him. What happens? He gets hurt. You know who else on my team got hurt that week? Christian McCaffrey. My team is just out the window. Unbelievable. You're in, the sh- you're in the struggles. Yeah, I, I definitely am. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the strengths. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the defense, defensive, uh, or I'm sorry, just the weaknesses in general of the Tennessee Titans, and then wrap up today's episode. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to wrap up today's episode by talking about the Tennessee Titans' weaknesses. And we got to start here by talking about the tight end position, Justin. Obviously, we know Jonu Smith was lost in free agency, and he signed in New England. And there was a lot of chatter out there, uh, at least from Bills Mafia and you know people on social media in general were saying, like, you know, the Bills should sign Jonu Smith. They should sign him. And we ultimately know that didn't happen, and... You know, so far it looks like that was a great decision by Brandon Bean not to pick up pick up a tight end such as John R. Smith, but they never really replaced him. And behind him, they have a guy named Anthony First Ferksker, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And he's not necessarily a bad tight end, but he's definitely not a tight end one that will keep you up late at night game planning for. So ultimately at the end of the day, he's not Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, Dawson Knox has started out the season really strong, and it's really nothing against Ferkster. Um I think filling Janu Smith's shoes were hard, um, especially in this offense where they, they really put him as a focal point last year. Um, opening up the play action game and, and using like the tight end down the seam. He's just not quite the same player as John U. Smith. 
And even seeing John New Smith in, in New England right now, maybe we're seeing that it was more the system that Arthur Smith was running that made him so successful because he's not really doing a ton in New England right now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, tight end is definitely a position where this time last year I was much more concerned about Smith going in than than Ferksker. Ferksker. That's a hard one. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And I... I don't. I didn't pronounce his name correctly. Probably. I. I. I should do a better job of looking up how to pronounce these people's names. But hey, if you listened to last week's episode, I did pronounce Kels. Kels name correct, not Kelsey. All right. <laughs> Nailed it. Anyways, let's move on to the next uh, weakness here, and that's the kicker carousel. And I would. agree with this weakness you know first week they trot out and before I even kind of go into this this has been a consistent weakness of this team for multiple multiple years or at least for the past two years in my opinion and like who they have last year got got Gotzkowski and then they brought in someone else it's almost Bears like except they they have Rodrigo Blank? With the glasses? Didn't no, they have no, Blankenship? No, they had Suckup. Not, no, you're thinking about you're right. Rodrigo Blankenship for the Colts. You're right. I love that guy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Um. Anyways, kicker carousel, and it's been, you know, years over years, and this year it's no different. Week one, they trot out Badgley, who went 0-for-1 on field goals, 1-for-2 on extra points. Week two, they have Bullock. 4-for-5 but only had a long of 36 yards. Doesn't really prove anything to me. Week three, you reported that he was perfect. Week four, he went three for four, and then week five, one for one on field goals, four for five on extra points. That is too up and down for my likings, and you know what it kind of reminds me of? Oh, my God, Hoshka, when right after the Bills kind of gave him that extension where you were like, oh, Hoshka's going to be good, and then he was just so up and down, left and right, and you just wore... And even the team wasn't confident in his ability to kick a field goal, so they were just like, all right, just keep the offense out there because we don't know what we have in this guy. And I don't know if that's how the Tennessee Titans view their kicker, but I don't personally think that... uh, kicker is some is, is a position that the titans look at and feel good about yeah and since they started going with bullock there's there's been a bit more consistency at the very least but i mean you're still talking averaging a miss per week you got what, a total of two three missed pats in there through five weeks it's just kind of you know, for me, if I can't even trust my kicker to go out there and, and hit a PAT, I know it's I know it's a harder kick than what it used to be, but those should be, for the most part, automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think this is kind of an area where it might open up an opportunity to just to keep points off the board, even if it's even if it's three points with them, you know, maybe a fourth and five or something like that. Not quite trusting their kicker and giving us giving us an opportunity to get a fourth down stand, get the ball back in fairly good field position and just mm-hmm. keep the attempt of points off the board because they don't they might not trust their kicker right now. 
Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, the Bills are the Bills benefited from their I think two two seasons ago, the Bills won against the Titans solely because their kicker missed like four or five field goals. Some something really egregious like that and no no surprise here, but he he got cut after that game. <laughs> and that team not being able to figure uh, figure out the kicker situation is almost like it's just super annoying. It's almost like having a splinter in your finger. Like it doesn't hurt that bad, but it's super annoying. And this team just feels like they can't get it out of their finger, or I guess their foot, <laughs> to put in better <laughs> terms. Moving on to their next weakness, and that's got to be safety, right? You know, they still have Kevin Byard back there, who's a good, good player in my opinion. But they also lost Kenny Vaccaro in the offseason and I believe to a cap casualty. And now they have, replacing him is Amani Hooker, who I don't believe has the same continuity as Vaccaro did, or Vaccaro had with Byard. So that's a big, big loss in my opinion to that secondary. So it, it's kind of like if it's kind of like when Micah Hyde or Jordan Poirier are out for a game, it, I don't necessarily think that the position group's going to do poorly, but I just know from a continuity and communication standpoint, it's not going to be the same. So definitely an area of weakness in my opinion. Yeah, I think Kevin Byard is is one of the best safeties in the game. Um, I think he he and uh, Kenny Vaccaro played very well together, um, and we just haven't seen quite the same chemistry with Amani Hooker um, mixed into that with the fact that they don't have the greatest cornerbacks in the league, and I think it just kind of becomes a little bit too much ground for one very good player to, to make up for the deficiencies elsewhere. Yeah, and then moving on to the last weakness here, and that's got to be quarterback depth. Now, I want to preface this by saying, Bills Mafia, we are so lucky to have Mitch Trubisky as our backup. You know, going into the season before Brandon Bean signed Mitch Trubisky, we had Matt Barkley. You know where Matt Barkley went? He went to the Tennessee Titans in the offseason. Didn't end up making that team, and... I this this is kind of funny. Well, I feel bad because he didn't end up making that team, but the Titans backup is Logan Woodside and I I see your notes here Justin. You have never heard of this quarterback before and neither have I and it's just it's comical to me because if he came in I guarantee anyone who's watching that game is like, who the, <laughs> like, <laughs> at least if you're a Bills fan. But, you know, if if you didn't know the Bills team, it, it, but you were just kind of a football fan in general, if for for whatever reason Josh Allen has like goes down, let's hope that doesn't happen, you trot out Mitch Trubisky, and then you as a viewer go like, oh, well, at least they have Mitch Trubisky. I know that player. He He played for the Bears and was like, okay. You trot out someone like Logan Woodside, you're scratching your head, and you're like, who is that? Definitely not an area of depth. 
<laughs> or strength. Yeah, they, they kind of remind me of like the Jets quarterback room. Or it's like they decided to go into the se- the season with a rookie quarterback, and they're like, we'll have James Morgan back him up. Like, it just doesn't really make sense to me. There's There's so much talent in the league, and I guess if you have a quarterback like Tannehill, you don't necessarily need a Matt Barkley as like a clipboard holder to to help him see things and whatnot but i i just don't know how you can go into the season with the plan of you know if if Tannehill does miss any time we don't worry we got logan woodside we're it'll be great just just an interesting plan right right well that's gonna wrap it up for the weaknesses and just real quick justin what are you most worried about going into this uh, Monday night showdown. So I, despite my fa- my idea that I think the Bills will be able to keep him contained, I think that's really easy to say and really hard to do. So my biggest concern going into this game would definitely be Derrick Henry and, and the effect that he can have on a game. Yeah, I agree. He's just an absolute beast, and I'm kind of kicking myself over the fact that I didn't draft him in my fantasy football team. But, of course, I mean, Christian McCaffrey was right there. I I had to take him, right? Wrong. I didn't have to do that to myself, but I did. So I guess I'm a masochist. All right, let's transition to our last segment, which is things we want to see and what we don't want to see. Justin, you know how this goes. Each of us have one from each of the, uh, each of the categories to talk about, and I'm going to let you start. What is something that you want to see out of this game? Yeah, so for me, coming off of that Chiefs game and just really seeing our offense be able to move the ball, I just kind of want to see that keep rolling into this week against the Titans. I think they they are also a team that doesn't have a very prolific defense. Um, and I think our defense can answer the call against their offense. So I just kind of want to see a little bit of, a little bit of revenge, show that they still got that that taste in their mouth from the whole debacle of the Tuesday night game last year, and just really come out and fire on all cind- cylinders offensively. Mm-hmm. Go out there and drop a forty burger on them. Right. And I guess what I want to see is, I want to see this Bills offense test that communication and continuity between those safeties so Bayard and Hooker make them communicate make them play at a high level and if they can't do it I want to see this team take advantage of it whether that's you know calling to other players saying like hey you got to take this dude or hey if he goes here do this make them talk as much as possible and just expose them expose them for for what they are and you know it's not a bad group but I just don't think that they have enough time on task to play that well together and maybe I'm wrong but hey this is what I want to see but what I don't want to see you know I just don't want to see the Bills fall victim to that shell style defense that they fell victim to on that Tuesday night game now Josh Allen has seen that type of defense a lot since that game, and I think he's kind of learned how to take a profit, and I th- I think he's a way better player 
now than he was on that Tuesday night game. But I don't want to see him take – I don't want to see that Josh Allen again, I guess, because the Titans really kind of, I guess, if you want to be all fancy and say something here, put out a blueprint on how to stop Josh Allen there. But we know it wasn't really a blueprint because he's had success against that defense ever since. So, again, I don't want to see him, I guess, fall victim to that scheme. I like that. I For me, I'm more on the defensive side. Um, we've looked much better against the run this year, and what I don't want to see is really anything profound from Derrick Henry this game. I would like to come out of the, the Titans game just really feeling like it's not a mirage of our run defense looking good as like a product of bad teams we've played or circumstances of games or whatever. If, if you come into a game against the Titans and you're able to hold a guy like Derrick Henry in check, that's going to go a very long way for me in, in really believing that the run defense is what we need it to be. Right. Justin, who do you have winning this game? I got the Bills winning this game, and I have since adjusted my score prediction since the Kansas City game. I had this one being much lower scoring, um, but I'm going to go weird game, weird score. I got the Bills scoring 40, winning the game 40-19. to hmm. I don't do score predictions, but I do have this team winning. I... I just don't think the team, the Titan, Tennessee Titans are are a good matchup in terms. I don't think that their defense is a good matchup for our offense, and I think that this run defense has taken a significant step forward from last year. So I think they can pull back or contain the Derrick Henry more than they did last year, and. If Julio can't go, then they just have A.J. Brown to worry about because the wide receiver depth outside of him and Julio isn't isn't great. And to my point, and as I mentioned earlier, we saw the Jets take advantage of it. So if the Jets can take advantage of it, I know the Bills can take advantage of it. All that to say, give me a W <laughs> for sure. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast episode on the game preview. I'm going to redo that because that just felt weird. 43 minutes. Sorry, sorry, Jake. We usually don't have these many edits. It's just, I swear it's when you're in the podcast that things start messing up, man. It's you. It's not Jake's us. making it's us you. nervous. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this episode on the Wandering Buffalo podcast. Thanks for listening. Go ahead and like comment subscribe and review our podcast as well as other amazing shows that you can find on the built-in buffalo network we're always looking for amazing guests and you know segments to be on our show so if you want to be part of our show feel free to reach out to us on our social media platforms or you know email us by searching up the wandering buffalo podcast justin where can the people find you you can find me on any social medias at jgods22 and as always you can find me at two changs That's going to do it for this episode. Take care, and let's hope for a Bills W. Go Bills. Go Bills. Bills.